Welcome to the totally, absolutely first time we started episode 134 of Tactical Crouch. The Kick Tripod here with Yiska and Volamel. As we totally did not say in the previous start of the show, that did not happen. This is going to be a spicy one. I hear that there's going to be some disagreements. <laughs> and yeah, we got some prizes to do. We got some arguments to make. All right. I'm excited for it. Toronto I'm here sucks. for it. And shouldn't keep Kareev. Best yeah. player in the world. Takes a really Dude. special Mr. person Sleep to not see the talent that is Kareev. The role star. It's true. Could be a I dual. Star. Could be a, like a triple crowner. Supplies. That dude, like I don't know what kind of voodoo stuff he has performed on the audience, but it's like it's in incredible how this guy still maintains a reputation reputation of anything but. Like a high stakes game thrower. <laughs> in, in, like, I don't know if you guys saw the last uh, game. Especially Li Zhang had me just like, my, my hand had a very hard time getting away from my face just watching his performance on that map. And that was the decider. And yeah, the entire series was it. a big problem. Like, I remember on, was it Hollywood? Oh, King's Row. But anyway, like, just like him, just evading his teammates, doing his best to not survive. It's just nah, 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 nah. Like, there, there, there are definitely people I would keep uh, ahead of Kareev. Of course, Logic's being probably the first name for sure. And then, I mean, I think Zeke has deserved a second chance. I think Numlock mm. has deserved a second chance. Uh, the rest would probably have to retry. Um. For context for people, you know, who didn't kind of tune in or maybe missed it, just looking at like how maybe you might rebuild or who would you what pieces you would keep on the Toronto Defiant, but a uh, topic I'm sure we will discuss in length in the postseason. Absolutely. Um, by the way, uh, just thanks to Yiska, I, I, I noticed that the uh, thumbs up to thumbs down ratio on YouTube was really high and we got really good ratings. And now that oh, now that you sh all over Kareev, um, we can kind of get that average back right. down to something more realistic. <sighs> Love that. Thanks, Please do. Thanks a ton for that. Appreciate it. Way to way to be a team player. <laughs> oh man! Uh, before we get started, a big thank you to our patrons um, and of course our patron producers. You know what, Joe? Why don't you go this time? We had Yiska do okay. it last time. I want to hear Joe. Thanks, our patron camera. producers. Please. So, the show is brought to you by our lovely patron producers Refined Bean, Fradinho Pin, Battle Crab, Kuchikopi, Lotion, Rex Zane, Audio Compass, Kasha67, Chara, Nathan, Your Misery, Hunter Tane, Fabled Steven, Roger B. Owen, Chris R34444, or Bjorn. I listen to this podcast whilst on the toil and in the shower thinking of Yiska. Blaukraut bleibt Braukraut und Blaukled bright Blaukled. 
Thank you so much. Oh, Thank you for attempting. Up. Sounded Russian. Well, there we go. Oh, you have never seen that. A that's, single one. Nope. that's actually. <laughs> that's actually nope. the the noise somebody mm -hmm. makes after eating three and a half pound, uh, pounds of sauerkraut and then drowning and simultaneously throwing up at the same time. A uh, bizarre noise. <sighs> One very few humans have, have heard before. <laughs> now you, you, all can, <laughs> you all can claim that you have heard that. <laughs> yeah, it's... But what is what is it what is the sound somebody makes while drowning after being full on sauerkraut and it's blaukraut blade blaukraut 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 stop saying that word dude how do you not hear yourself say that word please stop what am i i <laughs> no idea what i'm saying genuinely I don't, know, I don't know. I don't know if I don't know if that's going to get past the filters or not. I don't know. Is this a clean? Is it explicit? I don't get it. I don't uh, know. Nobody knows anymore. Um, but oh, hey, whatever. Hey, chat. Thanks again to our patron producers. <laughs> Patreon.com slash tactical crouch. If you want to support these shenanigans or leave us a sub at twitch.tv slash kick tripod. Uh, may God have mercy on our souls. <laughs> Jesus Christ, All right. this man already starts off. Should we just get the spice out Chat of the way? It. I don't know. Should we just get the spice? I... Sure. You think we think we can just me minorly just get it out of the way? Just I get it out of the way in 10 spicy. minutes. 10 minutes. 10, 10 minutes. minutes this is going to be a quick show. Apparently. Rick and Morty. 15 minutes in and out. 15 minute adventure. Um, where, where, where would you like to start? So... A lot of comments on okay. the last video, and I think just in the conversation in general about the competitiveness mm. of playoffs this year. Are there overall competitiveness? Just over, basically with the Washington Justice. Okay. Uh, making it in. Um, Yiska wrote a great article about it uh, this morning that I was very enamored with. Well done. Uh, takes a lot to get me to read, so uh, <laughs> America, give it to me in my blink list, or I don't read it. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. I don't have. I, I increasingly feel feel that, and I hate myself for that fact. Like they just they just got a product that's so in tune with the times, it almost hurts. Like <laughs> blinkist, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Turns every so, book into an article that you miss. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I did. I tried the trial. TLDR, like four books. Like it's yeah, it's like audio cliff notes. Yeah, back in the day, remember cliff notes. Um, yeah, anyways, cool. so there's there's a lot of conversation. By the way, uh, Yiska, you make a analogy to Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. Brand the Broken is the Washington Justice. Yeah. I get that. Right? Mm -hmm. By the way, spoiler alert for Game of Thrones, people. Uh, spoiler alert. Uh, you don't want to know. So, Brand the Broken steals the throne. Does that make NYXL Jon Snow just standing in the background going, I don't want it. I don't want it. <laughs> yeah, probably because he tries his hardest not to get it. Tries his hardest like. not to get it. 
Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, so a uh, lot of comments about it though. And I think we, we kind of discussed it on Monday, but does anyone have any things, anything that they want to say? You've had a couple days to think on it. You had a couple days to write articles about it. Any additional clarifications? Or are we happy with how we presented our arguments and good to go? Oh, I think it was can't. I mean, I'm not even going to lie to you. I don't remember exactly what was said. I think I can pretty much summarize like the feeling, but yeah, I don't know. I, I generally, I think we, we encapsulated the, the, the feeling. I think it's mm. not right to shame the justice in particular, but it yep. does feel weird to see it's them do extremely the justice did wrong. Yeah. It's not the justice's yeah. fault. It's, it has everything to do with everything. Justice adjacent. Um, is is what feels kind of weird and dirty and should should a team be allowed to do that and there are some analogies brought up um, that are fair but I think what it comes down to why this team pulling something from what Plat Chat had brought up um, why is this team feel different from you know team envious back in apex season one I think they kind of hit the nail on the head and I agree with their reasoning one team was like good and then kind of made a miraculous run and one team has been historically piss poor and is now making a storied run. Um, it doesn't take away from the fact that they're doing extremely well right now. And if they are, happen to be the best team, then they should be, you know, shipped down the line in terms of playoffs. But should you, should you be allowed to get to that position is the question. Yeah. So just for Joe, basically, I framed it as like having three internal voices. Mm -hmm. The first voice is just like you, like you want to have a con coherent story that is being told by the season, and everything feels earned, and good like efforts are rewarded, and that's sure. that's the reader in, in you, right? Mm -hmm. Then there's the second part that really enjoys like the performance itself and like wants to see the best matches how these teams dance around each other like that's like the art connoisseur right and then the third one is like the you know the like the toddler in you just going like i want new stuff like i'm bored yeah. bring me new things like uh all known um futures uh, perfectly known futures have already happened this type of stuff right and mm -hmm. we have all like all of us have these three characters in us to yep. varying degrees and like volumes, right? For us, I, I suppose specifically, um, we kind of like the story and we also like the, the art connoisseur and less so the, the novelty seeking uh, thing, right? But like there's, there's still an element in all of us that seeks whatever or, or like demands whatever these three aspects mm. are right so i understand when people demand other things or come from that position sure. um i have almost philosophical ideas what the what what i want to be the de leak designed around but i also think that based on the upbringing that we had we we have that almost like laid into our crib what what kind of experiences you favor right and then also, of course, slurred behavior and what kind of values you um, prefer. So um, it's, yeah, it's, it's hard to sort of find the middle ground between everyone. And it's also usually a middle ground isn't found. What actually happens is that a, pro uh, that a product 
has a clearer profile of what kind of an experience it's willing to provide, and then people flock to the experience, right? Hmm? Now, I feel Overwatch League has not been consistent in that, because no, even season one and season two, it sort of had like this, um, this idea of, um, yeah, consistency is rewarded. We're playing like the, the pretty much the same meta for the longest time. We get these satisfying storylines. Okay, there was there was a uh, novelty seeking aspect towards it. Or uh, always in the the playoff patches and whatnot. That kind of like had a slight disgruntlement. But now we're full, like yep. youthful novelty seeking mm-hmm. little voice in our ourselves, and less so the the narrative storylines that are happening like par- losing paris hurts to yeah. the to the reader right so um because it's not a con- co- consistent s- storytelling device or no, a consistent experience we will have these fr- uh, frictions and of course mm-hmm. i can say i'm going to focus on the other voice in myself even though it's not as represented Realistically, I will say I'll get my itch scratched by another product in the in the yeah. scene to fulfill that specific requirement I have at the time. So, yeah, I I think that's pretty much what it comes down to, and we I, don't I even think... have to put any value judgments on on any of those external. Like, of course, we're going to like argue with with a lot of gusto to. In, in the favor of the things that we enjoy the most because we mm-hmm. want to sway that into that direction but inherently there's no superior method no. to be found right like that's basically what it comes down yeah to. as long as there's like another another equal and like opposite way i think that's just as valid i just isn't for me um but i think you were on the right track with the word that you almost kind of like went to was coherent it, the season mm-hmm. hasn't been coherent even mm-hmm. last season um, very segmented. When you look at like Rolock and Stage Four, the vast majority of you know what we thought about these teams was shaken up quite quite a large deal. You had the Justice again last year with Corey jumping in terms of power. They were already out of playoff contention because of the Goats meta. But I th- I th- again, I think you hit the nail on the head last year. If we were to invite all those teams, does Justice not make like a good playoff run last year? Wouldn't uh, wouldn't put it past them. Which honestly, so, yeah, I think oh. is fine, except in aggregate playoff, like aggregate performance playoffs, right? Which is what these are. True. This isn't just like the end of a, another monthly tournament for 250K yeah. or whatever, which by the way, mm. I wouldn't hate if we like got rid of playoffs and you just do like a bunch of different tournaments for a lot of prize pool and then you award teams for overall standings at the end of the year. But in America, that's not how we do things. We need to know who the best is, and we need to know it by going head-to-head in a double or single elimination bracket, depending on our attention span. Yes. Yes. I I think I'd be pretty... I I think I'd still feel the same argument as I did last year, as I did in Season 1, that I wasn't happy with the fact that London got to kind of just kind of come in and land with the playoff patch. I think that has a lot of um weight in that argument but it's not the only piece of evidence or or the talking point with that whole argument so um won't reiterate the entire thing 
So if you're interested in it, we did like a good like 30 minutes, I want to say, on it last show. So check that out. I think I'm pretty not set in my ways. That makes me seem stubborn, but I feel pretty comfortable with how we kind of went through that. Wouldn't change much. Cool. Well, is it time to go into some matches then? Where do you want to start? Let's go. Um, we got some bangers. I think. I think we're past like the. We're in the playoffs. Yeah, we yeah, better yeah. have bangers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it, has it felt yeah. like that? Let's maybe maybe start there. Has it? Does it feel like chat? Maybe you chime in too. YouTube comments. Leave leave comment down below. All you mm -hmm. YouTube frogs. You know. Does it feel like playoffs? Because I feel like now it's going to start to feel like playoffs. I don't know that. It, at least for me. Yeah. I mean, by the nature of those teams not necessarily having deserved playoffs or being sure. playoff caliber. Now, yeah. the positive aspect, I think, of the, of the selection of every team makes it so we will have less duds going for, forward. Yes. Because, like, if you remember last year, it's just like, even through play-ins, yes, like, whoever came through, okay, we expected them to do pretty well, wasn't actually mm -hmm. really the case. And then, like, the first rounds were, of course, also, like, plagued by teams that weren't filtered through the, um, the meta that was being played at the time. Now mm -hmm. we actually had a filtering process, which were the first two knockout rounds, right? And, and then also the first uh, uh, upper bracket rounds. So now it starts, like, pretty much every game is going to be likely going to be a banger. Unless, mm -hmm. and that's a big caveat, unless something drastically changes about the meta within this week. Which could have happened. I don't necessarily think there's a, a massive shift. I think maybe there will be a shift in terms of what is played and when, and maybe the overall understanding. But I think that just saw, or serves to like further the excitement in some of these matches, because I think most teams should have much more uh what's about them when it comes to this meta i think week one was a little little all over the place you saw teams kind of looking a little sloppy looking at a team like the shock a team like paris who you know kind of operate on the same or uh similar side of the same coin or opposite sides of the same coin rather where paris is getting knocked out because they didn't have like a good like read on things and shock also didn't have a good read on things but were able to adapt and kind of find their way and, and struggle but stay within stay keep their head above the water in the upper bracket so i think it's we're, we're getting to the point where we're, we're starting to find these good matches and i think that week this week uh not break but this amount of time given should help us find better matches okay yeah um do you want to jump on that news real quick yep let's uh, do it. sure i mean so the Toronto Defined three minutes ago tweeted that Lilbo, their uh, interim head coach, um, has been let go by the organization. They say, today we are saying goodbye to Lilbo. Uh, thank you for your hard work and dedication to coaching the, the team throughout the season, as well as stepping up as our interim head coach. We wish you the best for your future or in your future. Mm. Huh. Yeah. Well, okay. I think it's probably why I said you just start uh, with adjustments to the coaching structure very early into the offseason. 
just sure. to make sure that you're getting the person that's going to be responsible for roster building very early. Mm -hmm. um, evaluation of his performance is, of course, hard. From I, what I heard, like it was reasonably positive. Um, it's also interesting that this follows so quickly after what um, the uh, I think it's is it the CGO? I'm not sure um, of the of overactive media said about the Toronto Defiance that was a threat that popped on uh, on the subreddit. Let me really quickly find it. Yeah, okay. Uh, Pardon of Toronto Defiance says difficult decision will be coming soon after unacceptable performance on the Toronto defined side our performance has not been acceptable and I accept the blame for that our strategy lacked focus we didn't develop our players or our strategy and our strategies were reactive um ba -ba -ba. that seems kind of we're going to take a hard look and we will be making some difficult decisions soon now that was 18 hours ago now Bobo is being let go Okay, here's where these statements rub me the wrong, wrong way. Do you yeah. think Fefe came in and said, I'm going to make you a bunch of money and uh, we're going to go full Western for full marketing? Because, um, like, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing the name. Adam Adamu said on Twitter that they actually had the, among the highest revenue in the league, right? Mm. Presumably, that is also based on the marketing strategy that they have chosen. Right. So if the presumably that stuff comes from up top. Yeah. And therefore the selection of talent is sort of like framed or put in a box, then I mean he accepts responsibility. It's still like you're not going to get that high, it feels like. I feel like Valiant is is sort of like a weird situation where that isn't an expected outcome of a full, and that's even not even a fully Western roster anyway. So the right. find, to be fair, also aren't with uh, Karif, right? Yep. And Roki, but yeah, I don't know. Weird one, very weird. I think, mm. I think, and it's wrong to say that it's all lip service because obviously you don't know exactly what's going on. But it feels like one of those things that just has to be said because like you can't say the opposite. Like you can't just like come out and say like, oh, it's the fans fault. Like it's all the players falls. Like I, you know, take no responsibility in this. I have no dealings to, you know, with what the, the day to days of the team. And yeah, I have nothing. I absolve myself of everything. Right. Like you obviously can't say that, but I don't really read too much into that. Um, I, I'm, I'm not surprised, but I think if if i'm going to hope or if i'm going to kind of have a wish for the toronto defiant in terms of this difficult decision i think uh, a real uh, magnifying glass needs to be put on the people above the team not the, not just the coaches because i kind of put that with like the team and the roster and, and kind of active members of the team people in decision making positions really need to be held accountable because this is one of these teams that has consistently gone through coaches like swiss cheese for whatever reason. First it's Bishop, then it's Fefe, and you always have this like bowling through of coaches that is not going to give you a coherent 
uh, vision for the team. If that's, you know, that there needs to be kind of an internal investigation into that and, and look and really, really look at why is this happening? Is it necessarily all our fault? How can we improve on that? Because that going forward will probably net you better results than just like throwing a Korean player in there, right? Like, I, I really hate the idea that just plugging in good players will give you good teams. I think that this season in particular with Toronto has, has shown that that's not necessarily the case. And you can actually do well with players that ne don't necessarily have the, the same name value. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd really go through like a full top-down structure review. Um, I think to be fair though, I think Toronto as a whole doesn't need to do too many changes to their active roster to, you know, field a, a solid team. I don't think you'll win anything, but competitive how, to say the least. In your opinion, how how much did Toronto un, underperform compared to your expectations this year? They finished so including bonus <sighs> wins, they finished 15th in the league, negative 16 map differential. Um didn't we all put them relatively in like the 10 to 14ish range? Sure. Yep. Sure somebody has yep. that somebody somewhere for us, but like just just trying to put contextualize that a little bit on maybe what the larger community's yeah. expectation was for Toronto and maybe the franchises yeah. and maybe maybe there was a misunderstanding there as well. Mm. I think the team had promise coming into the season. I think they had a couple gambles. Um one that I'm still on the fence about and one that seemingly has just not paid off. Um I'm still kind of scratching my head on where Surefour is. I think he would have been a great boon for this team uh, for the majority of the regular season. Uh, I, 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 what do you say? What do you say? Don't know, uh, don't know where he is. 13, I think he'd be fantastic. Joe, 14. Myself, 17. Wow. <laughs> I was not sure. high on Toronto at all. I think I did try to rate them twice, though, in the preseason. Yeah. I think I rated them in week one at 17 and I think I ranked them again at 12. <laughs> I think, I think there was a, a flub, but I think if, if you had to pick though, like you, you'd probably stay within like the 10 to 14 range. John for Toronto. Um, with the, with the roster that they initially came out with and how much mm -hmm. I wasn't convinced that, um, because I mean, this is Beast. This is Nevix. Beast, P2 Beast people was, haven't played in a um, long time. I, I didn't believe. I was not a Beast believer. Sure. Um, so I would say, honestly, sure. probably not. Um, hmm. And I think realistically, if you look at it from, if you remove the bonus wins and uh, that one deep route or that deep run they made in yeah. summer. I think it was May. Was it May or summer look. I showdown? I think it's May. Either way, um, like they do finish I think down there. So like there's literally just, I think a one tournament difference between a, a 15 team and a 17 team. Um, or really close to, I don't know if their map differential would have put them down that far. So I don't know. Like, I think, I think I would still, Oh, uh, you're right. It was summer. Keep it there. Um, okay. I so, fine. But yeah, I think I think somebody who kind of flies under the radar who 
should get more not criticism um but more eyes on is Cruz. i think he did have a really big positive impact on this roster once injected um i i worry that it was too too much or not too much but um too little too late i think the roster was already sinking and i don't think i don't think you we can properly measure nevix i don't think we can properly measure Cruz. um zick looks to be a good rookie player that you can kind of put your put your money on. I think Logics has been a, again a consummate professional throughout his entire career. Love to see him stay with the Defiant. They have good pieces. I think they just need to figure out the the, the actual vision for the roster. The thing is, like some of those can work, but you got to have the hard hitters. Like, I, it I doesn't agree. work if you if you only got like serviceable system players, right? Sure. Like sure. half of your roster needs to be popping and. Where you got a legitimate. I think you argument. need some firepower, and I think that was supposed to be sure for. What happened to that plan? I have no idea. And I'm not going to comment on that. Yeah. Sure for stands sure for how many? Hey, uh, sure for how many games will you play? Will you play for us? And how many games will you play this week? And goes sure four. And then it's done. Well done. Well done. This season, you mean? <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> um. Now, nailed, nailed that delivery, by the way. <laughs> nailed now, that delivery. Like one thing that cannot be underestimated is you know how hard it is to be top four in Overwatch League. <laughs> you cannot ha even have half of your roster not be stellar no, at no. this point. Like hmm. maybe you can sneak at four. The top three teams. I think you could replicate that success. Monsters on every single position. There are no weak links in Shanghai. There are no weak links on sure. Fusion. And there are no weak links on the Shock. So then, like, I'm, I'm sure Paris won't stay put with their feet and just, like, play out the next season. Everyone's going to improve. Like, the teams that got close, right? Yep, yep, yep. F Florida, like, the same or thing. Or they should, right? at least. It depends. Depends on exactly what happens. What you know, obviously the everything adjacent to the league with the economy and whatnot. Do they have the budget to be able to like spend and really improve because they are at the top? So spending that, spending like another whatever lump sum of money to like replace FD God for like a marginally better main support is that worth it? Do you even want to do that? Using it as example, I think FD FD God's been fantastic all season. Please. YouTube yeah, don't yeah. come for me, right? But it's 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 not easy to improve when you're at the top. Mm. I think yeah. it's much more likely that mid-pack teams like the Defiant, like Houston, Dallas to an extent, teams Vancouver, I think, is a great nod, at least going into the postseason as somebody who is positioned to be able to really have some success or see long-term success, rather. So Toronto needs to make structural changes. I th that's what I, I get from this Lobo and kind of everything around it. Talk. I, I really hope that they look at the gatekeepers to use Giscus analogy and, and look at who's, who's allowing people or who's signing the people to build these teams and looking at them and making sure that they have like a coherent vision. That's yeah. where I'd like to see the most change. Yeah, I mean, the investment into becoming a top four team is is pretty nuts. Like, there's sure. no cheap team in the top three, right? 
not um, the top three, but I think again, I think you can rep like replicate the Valiant success given the proper. Yeah, but they are five in NA. I agree, and they but probably think... would have been seven overall. I think Charge would sure. have probably topped sure. them. Maybe NYXL and is most that, definitely Shanghai. Right? Is that bad for the money? And again, no, it's you not. But he says top four specifically. They're like I don't. I don't. You think gotta they... bring a check, my dude. Sure. If you want to be that. top four, you have to pay out. Like, start sending blank checks. Yeah. I I just don't think anybody's willing to actually do that. I think that's that's where I feel it's kind of lip servicey. But I get the general feeling that like this wasn't what we hoped for this is not acceptable and we you i think defiant if they shot their goals a little lower i think you could easily meet those goals with some of the players you have and then looking at contenders yeah so, and of course very doable i think it's also the question is is that even a goal of yours why why is that a goal of yours to be top four like if if your success this season is predicated on fan service signing yeah. uh, a, like a lot of Canadians and uh, mainly Western roster, sure. I don't think there is a roster that money can buy that gets top four and checks all these other boxes as well. Yeah, it's tough. I don't think you can necessarily get the bo best of both worlds with everyone on the roster. Like shock is like there half of some... the people are pretty marketable. Most <laughs> yeah. of them are just like like you can only work with them in terms of like mythologizing their mm -hmm. uh, personality. Um, like Shanghai. Okay, maybe that's just because we're like in in the West and we don't really get to know that much of them. There's okay. like the odd article, but like that's hard there. Uh, Philly. I don't know. I feel like the most marketable player, uh, uh, ma most marketable person right now. Okay, I'm going to simp. Alarm is alarm based on the mythology. Yeah, yeah. you know who's who the second most marketable person on the fusion has been this uh, this um, year, and this is going to be heavily taint biased. It's Christopher for me. Oh, sure. Right. I think again to. To kind of save us from going through every single one of these teams, I think you could build like a Western roster that is heavily marketable that could perhaps compete for right. top four, but you need I'm, to shell out. I'm I'm dumb. Poco is definitely money. a name that I uh, would name before that. Funny sure. Astro. Yeah, he appeared in a sure. lot of shows. <sighs> yep. Yeah, uh, mm, Chipsa didn't really connect that much. Carpe, of course, would have, have to be ab above yeah. that based on the mythology aspect of it. Not really about the character of these people, right? Like, again, like, I would love to see, like, a, a breakdown of who actually sells a lot of jerseys. Maybe 100%. I'm wrong, and maybe a lot of people buy Carpe stuff. Um, I think so. I think people yeah. are very, very high on Carpe, which they should be, but... Yeah, I think you could build like a Western roster for Toronto to meet those goals of hitting top four and um, being marketable. But I think that requires a lot of teams to let go of a lot of players and you to sign them to absorbent deals. Um, yeah, I don't think that's possible. It, there, it's a 
it's there's like a potential for that to happen but like the stars need like some justice type stuff needs to happen before that happens like before you can even talk about that so yeah i don't know i think they could drop their goals a little bit and shoot for top 10 and i think you could easily hit that 100 no doubt that's actually uh uh an interesting question who's the most marketable roster in the league from like who has the most let's say cultural impact or like reach all of that combined who is it you gotta be shock huh yeah it feels like this right i feel like it's NYXL gotta be an asian be team and shock is like super super <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then the odd crusty tweet moth has some brand the widest Mm. It's it's tough to measure Asia teams because they use so yeah. many social media platforms that we don't. Right, that is like we don't. Know. Right. Um, yeah. I would have to qualify totally as different. Western. Yeah, I would. Have, well, yeah, if it was Western, I pre Sinatra shock was... for sure. Um, yeah, mm. it probably would surprise me though if if somebody was able to like actually calculate that. Like it was surprising to hear that Toronto actually did well in like merch sales and like overall revenue. Like, like that was actually pretty surprising. Here's the surprising and that's not part. Different. I that's think different Dallas, from like because Dallas. Dallas as a name is 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 yeah. that yes. I don't know if the players are exactly. other than like that's Gamsu. the that's the clarification. Sure. Um, the players versus the org. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think I mean honestly, I think Atlanta probably has some of that too. Um, yeah. You had that with um Dogman, Dogman, Dogman. Dogman. Got really quiet Baby this Bay. season, by the way. Baby Bay, yeah. But all of these talk stop talking to, like, taking interviews. Or well, maybe it's just like we have less media in general. I think but there's like, like a decrease in terms of media in the scene just as a whole. I think COVID has like stressed a lot of people out. I think that could be a sign of like why people are like taming the personalities. Like they have to be a little bit more reserved. Like again, when you're putting yourself out there, you have to assume that you might get praise and might get a whole lot of backlash. Is that something you can deal with right now? I don't know. Um, not saying that that's exactly the case, but I think that's probably why you're seeing a a, a shift. Mm -hmm. I won't say a, a, a step back because I think it's just shifting towards the coaches. I think the coaches are getting more in the mix now and trying to market themselves and be a little bit more, you know, pot stirry and and trying to do more interviews and stuff like that. So. I think it's just shifted. It's a crazy. Bit. I think th there's so many different ways that I think that we could qualify this. I would love to sit down mm. on a podcast yeah. sometime and just kind of like rate the different Go through the whole organizations way. based on like player impact on the org, mm. um, like mm. marketing impact on the org, results impact on the org. Because like LA Gladiators are another team that haven't really won anything don't really have any major major like i don't want to say tier one players because that's the wrong term but you know like the big names that you put up in lights you know on the movie theater kind of thing before you walk in to see you know kind of you don't see that from them i think but they, i think that they're one of the most profitable organizations in the overwatch League. if you had if you had to ask me right now uh which team is actually the uh one of the most profitable organizations in the overwatch league as um a representative of m representation of money into money out, I would say the LA Gladiators. Was profitable? Wow. Okay. That would be that would be surprising to say. I know. Huh. Okay. I would have had them like 
lower average. West Western Western teams, by the way, guys. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Western teams plus NYXL. I think we can quantify NYXL a little bit, but mm. uh, a lot of the teams that people think do well spend a lot of money. Um, they're but so do the gladiators, right? There's from what I see, and again, like this is just kind of from the outside looking in. Um, mm. I don't think they do. I think they do a good job of making it look like they do. And I also think that they do a really good job with their fan base who buy a lot of merch. A lot of merch. I had a meeting with a with a, a guy who Interesting. Um, he was we're we're basically we're looking for a, a creative agency to kind of help us out with some brandings with this startup stuff, and he answered the call in an LA Gladiators jersey. <clears throat> Can't win. Wow. Yeah, I like if you asked me who spent the most, I would have said LA Gladiators. Who spent the on, oh no NYXL by far uh, or yeah. and stuff. I think overall it'd probably be NYXL, and they probably got the most out of it. Glads would probably be c- close in my at least in my estimate um but i think a lot of that comes from the the team operation side rather than like the marketing and i think that's maybe where john's kind of like what do you think and saying like, what do you think the most the most expensive roster in overwatch league costs right now well the, if you had okay. to ballpark it because we know isn't there like a five million what, what do you mean costs cap? Like just between like at the end of the day after they've written all the paychecks out to the players between uh, paying for benefits, taxes, and players, and um, coaches, and that that kind of like literally just the team. Okay, so here here's the thing, right? We know that the salary cap, I think, is one point five seven five million uh, in salaries. Okay. On top of that, the soft cap. Yes. So after um, you go above that, you can still do that, but you're you, you just pay a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. To the league. On top of that, come coaching salaries. Um. Facilities, of course, everything. Uh, it's it's really hard to ballpark that. Then theoretically, also like, do you want to consider uh, org staff as well, like management and or PR? Or- we can. I mean, it, it kind of gets to like the semantic splitting hair. But I would say yeah. about like five mil to do all that, plus um, all the administration on it and everything. So where I'd probably ballpark it. Yeah, I think that's the upper end, but maybe I have no feeling for this. Like, I, I, I think it's like tough. players and coaches probably run like 2.2 before buyouts. Mm-hmm. I think people right underestimate um, the cost on coaches a lot. Um, yeah, and staff. Some, some. I, on, on a few of these. And then I think I also think, I think people it all is operational. aren't quite able to qual- qualify what some of those sponsors are paying. Oh, if you're right, spending five million dollars right. on that. How many sponsors do you think are are on a team spending less than one mil? Yeah, yeah. For a yeah. jersey patch, yeah, and, and a little think... overlay on a on a little overlay on a thing, and then some sponsored content. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Something tells me it's not a whole lot. I think there was a number what what was estimated in the pitch deck that the Overwatch League gave out while while courting. Uh, I know, specific. yeah, I know that number, and I think it was it was insane. Never Stupid. reached. <laughs> like. What I what I know about that number is the mm-hmm. number that um, that was to be supposed to be for a patch on a jersey mm-hmm. is more in line with what it costs for a company to uh, sponsor the entire Overwatch League. 
Right. Okay. Well, Morgan Stanley, you kind of goofed on that one, by the way. Like, evaluating that to be sound, but okay. Let's talk about um, some of these. Um, <laughs> let's talk about some of these matches. Uh, we could talk about uh, marketing stuff all the time. I see chat. They're all really. Um, we'll, we'll pin this. It it is a topic worth talking about. It is valuable. It's also I'm very dangerous. Bro. It's very. It is. It food. is very dangerous. <laughs> I saw you wincing and like you know fighting those brain cells off. Like no, can't say that. We'll pin this. We'll come back to it. Well, that's also inherently a topic that I just pick up on the side because business really isn't that super interesting to me. I I feel like I know as much as I need to in order to sort of have a feeling of this thing just goes belly up sure, tomorrow, yeah. right? And if long as long as that like thirst is quenched or I'm, I'm assured in that way, I, mm. I don't think I care that much. That's right. Um. Yeah, let's talk. Let's talk about the matches. Where to start? Let's go to NA. Let's start match number one. Yes, could you have the spreadsheet open? Please tell me you don't. Uh, don't don't I open don't. it. Don't open it. Don't open. I don't. It. I don't. I don't. I don't. We're gonna play. Yes, could guesses the odds again. Right. So on Friday at noon Pacific, we have the Atlanta Rain versus the Florida Mayhem. Give me your odds. Um. 61 Florida. 61. Ah, that's not bad. 66 Florida. Okay. 66 mm -hmm. 34 according to the odds. Um, how do you feel about this one? It's it's rough. Like I feel like that those are two teams who didn't have great reflectors to really see their uh or at least Florida didn't. Like mm. didn't have a a great like t litmus test in their schedule so far. So it's also based on the the match sample size. It's a little harder. Um, you don't think so? Do you think you have a solid grasp on what the I don't Florida have a solid grasp, but I think they've they've been measured. A three two loss versus the Valiant. Who? Yeah, but how good is the Valiant? Sure. They have played one game. That's what I'm saying. It's like, right. if we're to look at where we are now with all of the matches and how they've played out, mm -hmm. the mayhem going close that early versus the Valiant doesn't give me a whole lot of hope. Inversely, I don't feel very confident okay. about it. I to hear either looking because, at it, dropping to justice. Yes, exactly. But are we properly measuring the justice? Wait, my point would be, wait, say it again. So looking, okay, looking at like the, the losses, right? Yeah. Atlanta beating Paris. That yeah. doesn't tell me a whole lot. No. Right? Yeah. Atlanta beating uh, or losing to the shock. That doesn't tell me a whole lot either. I've not been very pleased no. with the shock. Taking a map off of a, a good team. One of the better teams in NNA, but like has some giant question marks around it doesn't give me a whole lot of like uh good feelings let's say um and and that's that's the whole point here is like both teams feel tested but we don't have like a good uh feeling about them neither one of these teams feel good i agree and especially like they they only beat paris close has me a little worried yeah and 
it's like I feel like they are very lucky to have met each other in the bracket. <sighs> like just based on the performances yeah. that we've seen from the other teams, yeah. I think if we mix that up, then both Valiant and Justice and are making Atlanta. it out. Yeah. 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 They bo both Atlanta and Mayhem both lose those matches. Yeah. Like, yeah, I agree. So I agree. Based on what we've seen anyway, like a lot can change in a week, right? Um I yeah, it's the only thing that I can really kind of like latch on to that's tangible for me is the fact that Florida seems to be hog averse while Atlanta looks like they're at least open to the idea of playing it. Now that could have changed this week, right? Maybe you spend the week practicing the hog comps, trying to learn them, trying to practice them. And that's what Florida's going to break out against Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Atlanta looked solid. Yeah. At least in some of their more, um, not control point focused, but on hybrid and an escort, it looked like they were a little better against the shock. I, I mm -hmm. think they were very clean. I think they set the tempo really high, um, but maybe that shock kind of not having their footing under them. They looked not like the shock. If you remove those nameplates, I think you might put the shock as the valiant, right? Something that's a little, little incoherent, just kind of all over the place. Not no, no direction. It felt like, um, which I think will be solved come this week. Um, but with regards to Atlanta and Mayhem, this feels very, very close. And it really is going to come down to who had the better week of practice, which isn't tangible for me. Um, so it's like a small percentage, but I, I think I'm going Atlanta. They've wow. shown a little deeper um, strategy in terms of like what they're willing to play and what they're willing to try. It seems like Florida just wants to play the monkey um, dive Reaper Sombra stuff. And I think that's good, but it's going to require you to play like extremely well. Something that is is a bit of a dice roll. And I have been critical of these hog comps, but the more that I look at it, the more it is very uh, taxing on the enemy team that isn't mirroring something we'll get to with the justice as well but yeah i think if atlanta really if atlanta really wants to take it to florida i think they spend a whole week practicing hog comps and they run in here and i think they handle business that's that's my opinion wow i don't know how to respond to that that's interesting i think um hmm it's a tough call. I think this I think this match is hard to call. I think this will be a close match, but I think to beat a team on the not 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 to beat a team on the day that feels weird. Um but for this particular opponent, I think that is their best case or their best course of action is to like let Florida or to not handshake them on these dive mirrors and then just play hog into them and really punish fate. Mm. I'd spend a whole week practicing hog and the many iterations in terms of the DPS line, whether that's like um, hog Zarya, hog diva, and then looking at DPS and looking at what maps do you play far? What maps do you play Reaper when the, the dive is actually working? Do you mirror the Reaper? Something I think justice we will get to them. But I think that's my biggest selling point for the justice. If Atlanta can look and kind of like reverse engineer a lot of what is what justice is doing, I think they have a great shot. 
in that same sense, Florida could could do that. The only thing that really sets me the opposite direction is that they haven't started. At least Atlanta feels like they've started with Hog. Florida doesn't feel like that. Florida feels very, and it sounds like this, at least listening to Platchett and some of their analysis, it seems like Florida had like a good read on the counter, being the 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 Winston Reaper Sombra stuff, and that's what they've been practicing so far. So it feels like they're just going to practice that harder, or look at some other composition. Maybe they add in instead of Reaper, they do double sniper and try to circumvent the map, allow teams you know kind of play a little scrappy, but in a different way. I don't know. It, it's it's hard for me to exactly figure out exact what Florida wants to do or what Florida could do in terms of creativity. But if they continue down the same road, I like Atlanta's breath versus Mayhem's specialty. Would you say their breath is fresh? Fresh breath. With five gum. This is what five five gum feels like. Is that the those commercials? Yeah. May comps. So. Maybe May comps. I like Souls double sniper stuff. Um, I don't know why I always default to Bastion, but looking at a shieldless comp, I look at Bastion and go, I don't know what you do versus that. Um uh, I don't know. Could could be very some some creative solutions this week. Okay. Could be. Yes, go. But I've got Atlanta. Yes. Let's let's go to the next one then. Justice versus the Valiant. Where do you think the odds have these guys? This one's a fun one to call too. Um. Okay, so these aren't my odds, right? No, no. This is what you think the odds, the odds I'm just are. Just gu- guessing the odds. Yes. What the odds are. So first off, I think the betting market probably has justice ahead. Um. So 62%. In favor of who? Of the justice. Shut up, dude. You're looking. No, I'm not looking. Mm-mm. 62. Wow. Spot on. 62 justice. <laughs> <laughs> Called it, dude. Wow. Um, yeah. Hey. Okay. Here's the rationale, right? Like, I notice like these algorithms are very cost corrective. So if you run these. Like, just by, for instance, using, um, like, Eric's Monte Carlo thing, like, he, he has, yeah. like, an, a, a scaling value that if you beat a series, like, there's, there's some sliding scale on what your evaluation should uh, correct to, right? Mm. I feel like they are super, like, they, they have a really solid amount of recency bias that also behooves just, like, the playoffs and the patch like this time they get it right i feel now once again i actually don't know if i would agree with um the valiant with, with the valiant not being the favorite here but i don't know if you wouldn't agree uh, if i would how agree, many but, different okay. negatives sorry. can you put in a Ten, single yeah I'm, I'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> you're right so i think in my estimation the valiant are the favorite I think, like, yes, the uh, um, the Washington Justice have exhibited a solid amount of performance. Let's not forget, they were literally one map away from clean sweeping uh, the shock 
And I yeah. think they should have also. Yeah. Right. Yep, yep, yep. So that should give you some confidence. I think this one week makes a huge difference. I think and so too. I also think the ability of that coaching staff to adapt to that specific thing in a way that suits their respective play styles, also mm. seeing what other teams are playing, yeah. is going to help the Valiant more. Which is why I would slightly lean towards the Valiant being favored, even though their match record doesn't back it up, and I would say 55 Valiant. Yeah, this is, see, I, I knew we were going to have some spice. I, I knew we were thinking that, about this differently. Right. Shoot. So where do you, so where do you fall on this, Joe? I've got Justice advancing. I think this is a very interesting match looking at the styles that Valiant have looked good at all season long. This has been an aggressive team through and through all season long and we've seen when the Winston comp works, when the Somber Reaper works, you have to control the temple. The second you let let off the gas just a little bit. Hog gets in front of you. He starts to kind of threaten the front line. The Winston kind of steps back. Everything. It's that chain reaction. Valiant has a good chance of doing that. Um, not, not playing the Hog to, to kind of correct here. They have a good chance of playing the Reaper Sombra extremely well and just running on justice every chance they get. That, that style looks to be the counter to justice at least like the in terms of feeling like you have to kind of get on top of them you can't let them kind of control the tempo of the match however i think the justice are hands down the best hog team i think their willingness to rotate their dps line is extremely potent if valiant tend to run uh, a very aggressive like overly aggressive almost winston reaper sombra style I think Justice rotates to Reaper instead of the Farah on certain maps, or maybe even rotating off of Ash and putting on Reaper. Then it goes back into the Valiant's court. Do they have an answer to that answer? Do, does their tank line adjust properly to that, that kind of uh, consistent frontline threat with the added Reaper to just, Justice's comp? That I don't know. We haven't seen the team beat that yet. I think that was a big reason why Paris had to switch so many gears so often. Um, looking at Volskaya, how they changed up, tried to mirror, didn't necessarily work out, didn't look like they were prepared for that. Um, Numbani in particular, just their monkey just constantly just getting popped. It, it just wasn't working. They rotated off Farah right under the Reaper, and it didn't look like Paris had much of an answer. Now, can Valiant find an answer to that? That's the question, in my mind. Um, can Valiant find a question to the rotating DPS line? Because we know Justice isn't going to rotate the tank line. Like, there's not much you can do. I think Plat Chat kind of put out there that maybe they run the Wrecking Ball. Not a huge fan of that. It is a possibility. We have seen teams run it, but I agree with their sentiment that it doesn't feel strong right now. Um, so I don't see that moving. I think the Flex support and the Main support could kind of see some rotation. Maybe you do the Zen Mercy on some maps. Maybe you stick with, you know, the, the default. But yeah, I, I think Justice, in my, my summation, is the favorite here. I think that uh, the ball is in Valiant's court and they have to kind of be reactive. This week has to be fantastic for them. I think they have to play aggressive and I'd like to see some creativity come out from them. I think this is a meta that, where you can play a lot of different things and this is a team that, again, historically, all season long, has been some creative, had some creative solutions. So I'd like to see them maybe pop out of Torb, see how that works. Hell, again, I don't know how or why I consistently come back to Bastion. I'm not a fan of him. I think he's an incredibly boring hero, but when I look at a team comp that has no shields, 
how do you take space versus a little turret guy, right? Like, I don't know. Um, but yeah, get those I'd Genji say turrets out there. Actually, let's get those. No, Genji no Genji. Back. Please, please, God, stop the Genji. Well, the Genji uh, turret. Um, you saw the Genji turret this week, right? Oh, the with the dragon. Yeah, yeah, yeah I saw it. Um, Thanks, Jeff. But yeah, I've <laughs> I've got this basically percentage wise flipped from Yiska. I think I've got this like sixty forty justice. Hmm. Interesting. I've yeah. got this sixty forty valiant. Sir. Again, I think it's, this is going to be mean, a, no, it's a not. very I fun aggressive. Matchup. I think it's an aggressive yeah. line, but I'm taking it. You don't think so? I, again, I think I, I nearly almost voted Valiant. Like last show, I was like, yeah, I think it's the Valiant, but like looking a little bit more at Justice, like they seem so coordinated with this comp. It seems very scary. Um, coordinated Valiant when have, other teams don't know what to expect, but yeah. Sure. 100%. So maybe you get that weak. You have that historic style of being almost overly aggressive where you're just pounding the front line. You can capture that hog early. It, the, the whole thing tumbles after that. Like there is a there's a very real world where Valiant hits that that forty percent isolation, um, and and they definitely can win this match. This is not not um, unwinnable in terms of a Valiant win here. So I think Valiant has a, a a good shot. I think this is my one of this is the match of the week for me. My opinion. I don't think it's Philly Shock. What my dude? Okay, yeah, this this feels right. like I I'm I'm a fan. Fight. I see. I'm a you fan of like fight. styles clashing. I don't know. I, I don't, don't see this. that. I don't see that with fusion shock. This is this has the stakes. This is whoever loses the valiant justice goes home. You have the justice coming into this match. Have decay. They're looking like they're gonna make the miracle run. They look like they're the best team on hog. That's that storyline. They have the styles clashing where you have the the new kind of age composition challenging the status quo with the tanks versus the overly aggressive style that should be the counter. But is it do they have it on the day? I think I think this match in particular has all the workings of being a fantastic match. Will we get that? I don't know. I've said that a couple of times all season and I've missed. So. Yeah, I I don't know. Like, okay, do we want to move to Philly Shock? Because I feel like that's that's definitely the match. I just want to double check something really quick. How many times have Philly sure. Shock played? They played August. Not a lot. Three 15th. times. Three really? Maybe two. August ninth. Like three times. Yeah. June twenty eighth. What's the head to head? Is it like two one Philly? I think. Uh, no, two one Shock. Two oh, okay. one Shock. Yeah, That's so right. Philly won. With the last one going to Philly. The last one, yeah. They won 4-2 to two in a tournament, and then they lost 3-0 in June. Yeah, yeah, that was the regular season. Stumpy stump. Um, so let's, yeah, so with that in mind, let us go on to mm. the Philadelphia Fusion and the San Francisco Shock. Okay, I want so, this to be good er, so Eric, bad. Eric, check. Uh, is that true that the winner of this goes to the final four? Is yeah. that right? Yes. Yeah. Is that how it works? Okay. Yes. Right. You don't That's need Eric for that match. one. Jeez. Oh, yeah. That is that is a that Just is a me. gigantic match. Like there are yeah. storylines there that uh, there's some drama. There's stakes there. You can't take that away from that. Right. So that's a huge game. Hundred percent. Yep. Okay. Winner's final. You want to? You want me to go through my percentages? So in yeah, my mind, do we, do we want to have him guess first? Yeah. So guess the percentage first. Guess. Guess the 
the running line, and then you give your line. 60% Philly. Interesting. Uh, 51% Philly. Oh, wow. Okay. So, here's, here's how we, we do the math, okay? Get your napkin out. We're doing ma napkin math. Okay. Right. 50-50 start point. Shock is the better, uh, more consistent, more dominant team, especially in high-stakes scenarios over the season. Yep. Yep. We add 10 to the shock, subtract 10 from the Philly, from Philly Fusion. So 60-40. Got it. 60-40 the shock. We are now subtracting points from the shock for, like, looking a little shaky, right? Against mm -hmm. the, uh, the... but Actually, both the justice and, I would even argue, against the rain. Mm -hmm. um, while the fusion, admittedly, not as against as strong teams possibly completely went like hard 3-0, right? Mm. So from 60-40 shock, I add 15% to the Philly Fusion okay, and go 55% Fusion. Now here's my problem that it... Okay, pause real fast because I'm not going to lie, I spaced out, I was reading chat. Run, run me through a TLDR of that last explanation on the 15. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Me too. Like... <laughs> Philly had the way more impressive playoff performance. Okay, so yeah, yeah, far. yeah. That's fair. Okay, I got you. Yep, I got you. Perfect. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Great. I almost so, like brought that point in. I'm like, yeah, but let's talk about <laughs> Philly's playoff performance. <laughs> right. So then, it's all fine. That discussion should end. Yeah, nope. We gotta add the shock bonus. Yeah. Gotta add the shock bonus. Yes. The sixth gear that they always had in these situations in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. When you do the napkin math. They just light the napkin on fire. Yep. And as dominant as Philly looks, I feel like Shock is slightly favored here yep. against my better judgment. Just because... Like, I don't think it's your better judgment. I think, again, looking at the competition that Philly has faced, Gladiators, not a strong team. A fine just team, but a team that they, can, that they should be able to 3-0... Should be clear. It's not. It's not, not an unrealistic. Yeah, scoreline no. for sure. That that is not a a test for Philly. I don't think the Valiant is a test for Philly. This is the first time that we will see them properly tested. Granted, there's not too many teams that will be able to test them in North America. To be fair, right? So I don't have a good feeling about Philly going into this match. They come into it with a lot of confidence. They come into it with a lot of like reassurance of what they've been doing is working. I agree with a lot of the points you made, though. The Shock are slow to start, historically. The Shock are the better refining team, historically. The Shock are the better clutch team. Look at the era we're in. To me, this doesn't even seem close. As much as that really? contradicts a lot of what oh we've seen God. so far, I think the Shock kick it into high gear. Hard. Mm -hmm. I'm with Joe mm -hmm. on this one. And yeah. they pound. God damn it. And I, I hate don't saying that. I don't like saying that yeah. at all, but I do not like. Look, Philly, in order match. to sway us, all you need to do is demonstrate that ability to us as well. I, where true. You this can is just, like, just, like. There's a way. There's a way. There's a way. And I, a way. I tell you what my way for them is. Okay. Someone leans into their microphone while three people are live on his team against six and goes, 
winnable. And then they win. That, but okay. Winnable? I thought you said we nipple. No, not we nipple. We nipple. You got not a, a tiny nipple. nipple. You're not on the carpe train for this? I think we can be, but it has to be in terms of strategic depth. Right. I want Philly to go, haha, you've, you know, glasses, anime style push up, you know, the glint in their eyes. Now they pull out the hog composition, something that Shock have looked very shaky with. You have the roster. You have such a talented roster, Philly. Mm-hmm. I'd love for them to be hiding that strat and saying, oh, look how good we are at the, the Reaper Somber. Look how good we are at this. And then we're actually better at Hog Zarya, and we just haven't shown it yet. This is that's that's the one way I think if they have that ace up their sleeve, they can slap that on the table and, and hit him with that trap hole. Hit him with the trap hole. <laughs> I just don't uh, know if it's likely. So I'm not counting on hiding strats. I, I think a, a big part of this for me, too, and I, you guys have kind of said it or circled it. I just want to make sure yeah. I've said it for sure. Uh, take a look mm. at um, some of the high stakes. Uh, so basically look at the last three months of high stakes games. Um, so, uh, countdown cup grand finals, best of seven against shock four to two shock for Philly. Uh, the, uh, summer showdown four to three Paris may melee in the semis, lower bracket semis against, uh, the mayhem three, one until they can pull those out like I, I just like it's it's tough to say that all of a sudden they're going to be a decisive team here i want i want them to be i would be i would be fine with the fusion win yeah i don't hate either of these teams winning i just don't i i genuinely don't know if it's going to be close either way maybe we're overestimating the shocks like just level up value maybe it's not the same shock i have a hard time believing that's the case because they've been able to show that all season long in most cases um, yeah, I, th- I don't think this is close. I think this is shock probably three, one. I think um, people are putting a little too much, uh, stock into the three, two. Yes. Uh, performance yep. against justice too. I, yep. I, I genuinely think that the justice could be considered a top three team. I don't think people have properly kind of corrected for recency bias or, or I mean, maybe I'm misusing that. Maybe it's not recency bias. Maybe it's like past bias in terms of how terrible they've been all season and, properly evaluating them as like a very very dangerous and potent team i i will get to it next wednesday but uh unless atlanta and mayhem really show me something uh exciting i don't see justice stopping anytime soon fair enough so uh with that in mind what two teams do you still i think all three of us had shock philly coming out of the na brackets do you all feel confident at the end of the weekend that regardless of the results here, that's who we see? No. Do you feel more confident in another outcome? Well, no, I don't feel confident in another outcome, but I don't feel confident in most outcomes right now. Um, it really is going to come down to what these these next few weeks look like. Um, can Justice continue their dominant run? Um, will Shock crumble under any kind of pressure that Philly puts them under? Um, what does Philly look like in this next match? What is actually played versus both teams? It's difficult to say. Like, let's, for instance, say that the Philadelphia Fusion come out and they do have a Hog Zarya or, or a Hog Diva or even a Hog Sigma. We'll get to Asia. But um, if they're playing Pig's Feet and it, they, they happen to just 3-0 the Shock, right? And the Shock 
now can measurably say that they have a weakness or or an apprehension to this hog comp they have to reface they have to replay justice it seems like it seems like it's almost destined to be the case that they're going to have to reface the, the justice at that point and i i it it's difficult to call there i i don't like the shock's chances i think that there's like a stylistic mismatch if that happens to be the case again hypothetical not saying that that will be the case but there are worlds where maybe the philly comes out shows some pocket strats and they catch shock off guard then the shock have to replay the justice on nearly the same compositions and maybe they take a third place exit in north america i think it's very possible similar things could happen to fusion as well I don't I don't I'm not confident in any of my rankings. Thus not far. confident, but if you had to place a bet right now, what are the two teams walking out of NA? It, it, if I had to bet, it would be Fusion Shock, but I don't like it. Yiska? <laughs> Same. Same. But again, none of us feel good about it, which is kind of fun nope. until you realize yeah. that this is all one of these teams shouldn't even be here. But yeah, okay. Justice, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I, I'm pretty I locked that. in that justice up there. Unless we see something different this week. But Wait, why am I saying? Do I believe that? Oh, what I do you, didn't you just Valiant take Valiant favored. play? Yeah. <laughs> I'm in your now, the head, thing boy. is, mm, I'm in your head. Like these things I don't, don't necessarily. Uh, so no, that, they well, don't you're line right, up. They don't, so, but here's the thing, though. Yeah. I, th- I don't think you're contradicting yourself, Yeska, because I do think. Sorry. That if there is a team that can beat the shock or justice or the shock or fusion, it's not. It's not uh, the valiant. It's not yeah. the valiant. It's yeah. It's but in that specific justice. matchup, the valiant are favored. But we're also yeah. are we just going to keep uh, ignoring mayhem and rain? Are they really? I, are neither of them really? I think I think you might have been in the bathroom. Maybe but we if Yiska had mentioned that, like, it's very lucky that both of these teams faced each other. And I agree with him, because if you flipped any one of those teams, so if you've made like Valiant Rain be a match and Justice Mayhem be a match, I think both the Valiant and the Justice advance. I think thing, thing is, I think it's not close. There's also something in me that feels like. Philly must have learned from. Three years Should? of or let's say two years of almost getting there and then never quite getting there. I NYXL mean, didn't. some lessons have to be. NYXL didn't. There's a lot of evidence across a lot of different games to support the otherwise or to the support the opposite. There's a lot of teams so who just get close, stuck. Though. They, they get, get stuck so close and it feels like they're improving these situations. I think this will they're be also a... wide now in terms of the roster. That they... I agree. I think I you have to like be wide in terms of strategy, though. I, feel I think like this is a strategic Philly meta. Are kind of in for one. They oh, they've been in for one. They've been you know. Uh, it would be so Philly, two. by the way, to win this match and Ugh. then go out in fourth uh, at the top four. By the way, <laughs> that would be very Philly. Yeah. Uh, Travel man, who knows it, how that's gonna factor in anything? Do we even know where uh, we're playing uh, yet? We just know that they're going to be on the same continent, right? They're not even going to be necessarily yeah. in the same building. So we yeah, know if they're going to be in the same country. By the way, the, the concern that we raised immediately after upon hearing this, it appears to be the only feasible uh, way to do this. Because like Super apparently said, you will only have his laptop. It's what I read. I haven't, I haven't actually even seen the clip of that. 
Oh boy. Excuse me. I shouldn't be spreading that if I haven't double checked. But sure. Like, if that's true, I think I think it's fair to, you know, worry about practice environments for the NA teams. I think we're in for a poop final. No, shut up. Turds. Get out of here. F you, Joe. And it's nobody's fault. It's yeah, not the team's it fault. Is. It's not the yeah. league's fault. It is what it is. It I think is. we're in for another uh, fall. Final. It is somebody's yeah. fault. And that's we're the find last hurdle I feel. All right. To a great final. Yep. We're due for one. We're, we, we have some fantastic matches. Last year, we should have had a good match. The year before yeah, that, yeah. we should have had a good match. We keep wanting to <sighs> you know, do these playoff patches. But hey, you know, not here. Neither here nor there. We'll get to Asia, though. You know? Let's Look, get to Asia. Everyone. <laughs> yeah, Before, if everyone but Wolf is right, maybe Asia needs some time to pe- catch up. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Right. All right, we're going to Asia, and we're going to go to the first match that we're going to see. Uh, Shanghai versus Seoul. Go ahead and say it, Seoul. Done. Next one. No. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's no, what we're not. doing. No. No, 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 no. 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 I will say this could be close. Oh no. This could be close. God just remember I hate that. Yiska Yiska just yeah. favored fusion over shock because of the strong recency of the, the strong um their schedule matches yeah. that they had in the playoffs. Yep. Soul goes three and oh, does the same thing against arguably I mean just to be fair, good, he's going, I better he's going to agree with you. I think I think he's he's tempering like well yeah. first off like I went from like I have 50, Philly fifty five and then the shock bonus would probably put shock over the top yeah yeah but what I'm saying here is don't do my boys dirty like that with that potty mouth of yours and compare them to the Soul Dynasty of season three like that's not the same basis we're 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 basically in. Different okay. quantum okay. quantum mechanical fields. Like soul is an on-off switch of the like we've rarely seen uh in comp- ca- uh, competitive sure. Overwatch. It appears they are on. How confident are you they are on like, next next week? Do you okay, real fast, because I think I think I disagree with you semantically on that. Shocker, I know. Um this feels like the London Spitfire through and through though. And it's not because of the players. Uh, he, he gets me. He gets me with my vulnerability chat. This feels like <laughs> a we should do every single season. We should do a segment called Manipulate Yiska, oh, where we use me. analogies and metaphors that change his mind. Because that's the only way, <laughs> most of the time, that's the way you get Yiska to change his mind. It's not by presenting a better <sighs> argument, but by using. His own metaphors against him. Uh, this man just knows my source code and exploits the back end like loopholes into my consciousness. Please don't right say in. exploits the back end on the podcast again. Thanks so much. Pause. Uh, <laughs> right. You, you remember how we... Uh, never mind. Never mind. Let's not go there. Are we getting, okay. are we getting a little saucy? I don't know. I'm not sure where he's going, but I, I saw well, like, just the battle the clip of back. Just watch the clip back that's posted in Discord. Uh, <laughs> you will understand when you listen to yourself. Um, right. So we're talking about the game of Overwatch. Yes, we're we talking are. about 
the Shanghai Dragons. I have to change the time the timestamps the time stamps because we spent so long dragging our feet <laughs> on this here. Okay, it's the Shanghai Dragons actually haven't lost to the uh, Soldani no. in a high pressure situation. No. In <laughs> fact, they have demonstrated unreasonable amounts of um, fortitude. fortitude, fortitude in in those situations, right? So, despite the Soldanisly actually looking pretty close and uh, good, I will also say, once again, they didn't have great reflectors in there. Like, neither, none of the Jaws had any, any real business in this meta, I feel. Do you disagree? Say that again? Who didn't have business the Zhaos, in this meta? The Guangzhou's and the Hanzhou's? Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, I was... Yeah, the two Zhao's? Yeah, yeah, you caught me on that Zhaos. one. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't think I've spent enough time with the charge to adequately say. But yeah, I'd, I'd say that they were a little behind. I also am not big on soul. But we'll get to that. Yep. Really? Yeah, I think Gesture doesn't actually have a hog. Okay. <laughs> Go he rewatch. <laughs> he does. I genuinely would like to see that, though. Um, like, no cap. Um, I'd l Go back and rewatch uh, Guangzhou's attack on King's Row. Gesture's left on an island. Every single fight. The charge are pounding gesture. They end up winning. Soul ends up, you know, winning the match. You can't take that away from them. But I think they have to shore up that weakness. And I it really does seem strategic. I don't think this is a decision for that gesture. Just, you know, her runs into the choke by himself and then gets caught out. I think they want to leave him on an island for whatever reason. Um, I think they could benefit a lot from like Azaria. Um, I do like the Sigma look. I think it's very interesting. Um, Especially when they're running double hit scan because they can circumvent and have one person with the Sigma to kind of protect them, have the hog and the supports up the middle, kind of almost playing like double sniper in a way. Um, yeah, I, I, I think Soul has some good, uh, has the better read when, when looking at like versus the, the Joes, if you want to call them that. Um, they had the better read, yeah. but I still think they need to shore up a lot of this this messiness before we get to, you know, maybe them versus New York or maybe the rematch in, in the lower bracket. By the way, I said Jaws, which is wrong. It's Joes, right? Oh, fair. Whatever. Right. Yeah, we, we got to be... We, 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 we got two Joes and a Joe. right? Like, we have two yeah, Joes yeah. and a Joe right now. Wong <laughs> Joe? Hopefully, I'm hopefully pronouncing this correctly. Yeah, I, I just no, mean no I think that's the closest. But the problem is, this is all in American English. I assume I'd have an easier time getting to the actual correct pronunciation sure. through German, but I can't find a. Uh, Regardless, right? I I think this is straightforward. Um, Shanghai. That's the underlying assumption. I think it's pretty obviously like sixty-five Shanghai. Yeah, I, I, I put it a little. See, I don't think it's closer. I just am really frustrated with Shanghai. I think they're playing overly messy for no reason. By the way, are you saying that based meta. off of the one match they played against NYXL on one three to one? I am. I am. Okay. I I am, and that is a fair criticism. I can't. There's there's not much rebuttal there, but within that one match, I think they did not play. 
up to their potential. And hopefully we will see that solved within this week. Uh, maybe that was just a bad day. Very well could be the case, but I'd like to see that solved or soul could give them a run for their money. I, I side with Shanghai here, but I think this could be deceptively close. I, I, again, I think this is one of those matches that people have not like course corrected in terms of power rankings. And maybe we haven't had enough data for Shanghai to adequately say if they're messy or like they've they should be lower. Hard to tell, but off of what I can see, I think there's a there's a real chance that Shanghai could struggle. This should win regardless. Like I don't see too many worlds where Shanghai loses this match, but could be messier than expected. Mm -hmm. I agree. Right. I think this one has just like. This is the type of result here of like you just mm. kind of eye it and you just kind of go, it just kind of like you ever just kind of look at a bracket and just kind of see one of the teams just like wink at you. Is that the Soul Dynasty just, for you? The Soul Dynasty are just kind of like, are they winking at you? Are they giving me the eye? They're like, hey, buy like, me hey, a drink. Like, <laughs> I need to... Looking at you from across the room. Stop. I don't know what whatever, that feels like. Whatever that never happens to me in my life. Might be like the. <laughs> Maybe that my state is on fire and my, you know, every vision is blurred on everything. The smoke but. might be getting to you. Okay. Well, let's go. Let's Regardless. go to the bottom. Let's go to the bottom of the bracket then. Mm -hmm. NYXL versus Guangzhou. See, I feel like this is where we're going to have a little bit of a tussle. This is where we might have some problems. Where do you go on this, Jessica? Oh, this is stuff. This is possibly the hardest match here. Do you want me to paint my case first? Yeah, and I'll I'll just do the opposite. Go ahead. <laughs> no, 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 no. You can't, you what? can't, because then you'll be able to next week go. I only took that position because it wasn't the other, <laughs> and then you'll 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 pansy out on it, and we're not gonna this, have this that. guy just took my optionality from it. Look, that's only one rule. I'm always correct because I always disagree with Joe. That's how it works on this podcast. <laughs> oh, by the way, can we let's do odds on this know. really quick before we sure um, before we even go. Uh, Yiska, guess the odds here. Fifty nine percent charge. Fifty eight percent. NYXL. OK. Uh. He got me. He boomed me too. Stop. Damn. Okay. Interesting. So they weigh like playoff performance very heavily. Yeah. Um. Right. Does it give you any any thoughts that you want to kind of vomit out? I don't Maybe believe these algorithms. Get out of oh, my way. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. So here here are my thoughts on NYXL, who I think are not the favorite. I'm favoring the charge here, um, and I genuinely don't believe this to be very close um unless again i'll caveat this within this week nyxl opts to actually play hog um this this whole mono on wrecking ball ain't cutting it not happening um i genuinely don't think that will i i think if they opt to play wrecking ball versus the charge and the charge wants to play anything it feels like a like a 5v6 every single day um I think the NYXL can opt for playing pig's feet or playing some sort of hog comp. I just don't know why they haven't yet. Um, 
I, I agree with a lot of people in chat and a lot of the YouTube frogs that say Bilby does look very good. I think they have the Zen Mercy to rely on. Is that going to be accessible on every single map, on every single point versus every single composition? No, I do think NYXL is at a strategic disadvantage. Um, and I, I, I liked what I saw from Charge versus the Soul Dynasty a lot. So I think uh, I, I'm, I'm heavily favoring the Charge here. Mm. I, I think this is like a 3-1 NYXL goes home and then we have a weird second seed for Asia. So, okay. Um, I'm going to type this in really quick. Like, Charge is playing Hog. They look great on um, so, the Reaper, Somber stuff. So, Shanghai yeah. look bad against mm -hmm. NYXL. Yeah. But they win. Not, not much to do with New but York. But they win. Seoul yeah. Yeah. look good against Guangzhou. They do win, yes. And sweet, but yeah. Guangzhou somehow look better than NYXL. Yes. I don't think I don't think the Shanghai. It's the attrition NYXL. argument, and I know it doesn't apply in Overwatch all the time. But I just want to make because yeah. that's the first thing that we get. In that's the, the first thing comments. everybody. Yes, I agree. Everybody will attack that. Again, Shanghai's performance in their win over NYXL looked sloppy. The Guangzhou charge showed potential with how quickly they were playing these comps, the breadth of their strategies, versus a team that they still lost to. That's that's again, you have to. That's an L. You still lost. No matter how much potential you have. So when you have those two losers playing against one another, I don't see the upsides to New York right now. That could change. I'm open to, to being wrong here. But from what I see, I see Mono having difficulty and frankly, difficulty all season coordinating with this team. Don't know why. The Wrecking Ball doesn't seem to make sense. I don't like it in this current climate, right? They seem hog averse which seems to be kind of a, a, a statistical step down if you're going to kind of measure this by napkin math, right? Guangzhou is completely the opposite. They look coordinated versus Seoul, at least in the maps that I went a little bit more in depth on. Um, they look wider in terms of strategy. They're playing the Hog. They're playing the Far. They're playing double hit scan. I, I like what I'm seeing. I like the versatility. I, I like charge here. I like a lot of charge. NYXL, to, to chat's point, they could come out and start playing Hog. They could have that week and it could kind of explode for them. I can't measure that though. NYXL are winning out. I have out. to leave it that open. NYXL are winning out. We're seeing okay. Shanghai NYXL. Fair. Yiska, hmm. any other thoughts on this match? <sighs> yeah, I'm going NYXL. God damn it. Okay. Damn so really then NYXL versus yeah. the loser of Seoul Shanghai. Do it. You know it feels right. I mean, it's Shanghai. That feels right. There you go. You think Shanghai loses to Seoul and then beats NYXL? Oh, sorry. Do you mean that that way? Oh, yeah. Then it's, uh, oh. oh. NYXL versus Seoul. Soul. Again, I think Soul, yeah. That's an easy Soul. Not sure about easy. I think that could be a good match. 
Just like, okay, it won't be a good match. It will, will be a thrilling match. Yeah. It'll be close. It'll be entertaining. Yeah. Again, I, I, like need to see, energy. I need to see NYXL have an answer to this meta because what they're doing isn't working. To that degree, I think Charge have found some of those answers. They're just not playing it properly. Or they're, they're not executing the right way. Like the performance is bad, but they found the answers. And again, yeah, what Charge did versus N or the, the Soul Dynasty didn't work. That's why they're in the loser's bracket, 100%. But they've shown what we assume to be the correct uh, compositions, the, the right looks, at least like some sort of coherent strategy. What NYXL is running really doesn't bode well for them. So they have to do like a big upheaval. It could happen. I'm not saying it won't, but from what I see so far, I, I've got the charge. So... Both of you. So then, um, do you have charge winning out, Joe? Um, versus, uh, probably not. So Joe Depen and Yiska, you saying. both have Shanghai and Seoul going to the final four. Yeah, yeah, on the on the perimeter, you know, vote. Yeah, I'll say it's Shanghai Seoul from what we've seen so far. Uh, the sorts. I wanted to. I don't. Be charged, I don't like but... that either. I could yeah. very well be the charge. It could very well be NYXL. It could still be the Soul Dynasty. We have to wait and see what this weekend looks like. But mm. if I had to vote on the perimeter, so I think it's Shanghai all, Soul. All, it could be all four teams participating this weekend. In yes, Asia. it could be. It, that's how open it is. It, I don't like any. I don't like sticking to anything. But if I have to, I'll say Shanghai Soul. I mean, this season, this this season of Asia was exactly that. Just like yeah. a lot of unknown. Just like. Uh, it's a tough call. Insane stuff. Yeah. It is a tough call. It is a to tough be the one. guy who constantly wow. hedges the bets. But... Way, to, way to go all in on that, guys. People will be very yeah. excited to hear that any one of the teams participating this weekend could win. Thanks. It took us uh, an hour and 34 minutes and four <laughs> seconds to get to that Amazing. conclusion. Maybe we'll have a better read on it next week once these games are played. And now this is where I have to say, hey, did you like that 90-minute prelude to anybody could win? Support the show. Go to patreon.com slash tactical crouch. We appreciate you a ton. And a big thank you to our patron producers, Refined Bean, Ferdino, Pin, Battle Crab, Coochie Copy, Lotion, Rex Zane, Audio Compass, Kasha67, Shara, Nathan, Your Misery, Hunter Tain, Fabled Steven, Roger B, Owen, Chris, R34444, Horbjorn. I listen to the podcast whilst on the toilet and in the shower thinking of Yiska and Blaukraut, Blight, Blaukraut, und Blight, Braut, Clyde, Blight, Braut, Clyde. There you go. It's got to be better sometime. than me. I'm just going to yes. slow it down sometimes. Because you pronounce that last syllable very differently. That's true. I I will not be. Baited. I'm going to play it back to you, and then you will. I mean, I believe I said it, but Yiska is the master baiter, but I will is. not be baited. It's true. All right. All right. Uh, <laughs> big thanks to everybody who hung out, and a big thank you to our new subs, Yiska, who subbed, and all that kind of stuff. Um, right. So, new subs. Uh, Quiznos Bear, Risa plus one gifted. Thank you. Porkchop Semi, of course. I recognize that name everywhere because it's part of the, the Patreon poem. 
Captain M. Kirk. Thank you for the sub. Masa o uh, underscore o w five gifted. Um, is that Masa o w is that uh, so. yeah. guy? Okay. Um, and then Sea Storm Voyager. Thank you for the sub. Thank Guys. you all. Appreciate you. Um, let's get out of here with shout outs for the week where people could find you, Joe. So this week, uh, did some pretty general kind of explaining on why I think the hog comp is working and why you're seeing it pop up. Um, be be warned, it is pretty general. Um, not for hardcore Overwatch fans, or at least I tried to make it as non-hardcore as possible. Um, so that is on GG Recon, as well as um, some kind of uh, long-form narrative uh, patterns that I've noticed across all of the playoffs looking at you know the London Spitfire in there not not specifically the London Spitfire but looking at that core or using that as a, an example of some long-term patterns that I've noticed um, when it comes to playoffs and all the teams that overperform and underperform and how chaotic playoffs can be so that is also on GG Recon and then doing some think pieces uh, for some Valorant content uh, coming up in the next week or two and yeah Stay tuned for all that good stuff. Sweet. Uh, Yusuke, what about you, man? Shoutouts for the league. Where can people find you? Um, Yeah, I wrote that article that I already... Uh, that we talked about a little bit in the beginning. Um, it felt like one of the more, you know, cl clarity moments of actually, like, trying to decipher myself. Um, and also the, the energy that I get from other people. Um, otherwise, I'll cover some Valorant. Of course, of course, I'll do also playoff coverage uh, for GG Recon. Uh, you can check that out on ggrecon.com. Awesome. Uh, as for me, you can find me everywhere at kicktripod, youtube.com slash kicktripodyt and Discord. Uh, my Discord is kind of cool. We're actually just a little bit of activity going there, talking about PC builds and all that kind of stuff. I've got this growing pile of parts here. My RAM came in today. My monitor comes in tomorrow. And uh, Case comes in Friday with fans. And uh, we're pretty close to having a new computer. Yeah. Joe, what? Joe. Yes, good. Did you do your shout outs yet? Yes. Did you talk about what is happening on Friday? What's happening on Friday? With relation to the things that you asked me oh right should i talk, talk about, about this that? i think it's cool um, i think it's kind of fun i think john will appreciate it okay can i talk about this i mean i probably can i don't think it's like a business uh, who remembers some 10 years ago that a guy stood up at blizzcon asked the devs a lore question and then was like given an answer as to basically yeah you know that stuff better than us red of course that guy yeah i'm getting to interview on friday hey that's cool yeah. that's pretty cool Isn't yeah that cool red yeah. shirt guy let's go yeah so yeah there'll be a red shirt guy interview coming on gg recon so stay tuned if you're into shadowlands and the lore and what uh a lore connoisseur has to say then uh yeah stay tuned nice Super cool. Uh, back to my shout outs. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't want to. <laughs>
Uh, yeah, my Discord, discord.me slash kicktripod if you like all the tech and audio and that kind of stuff. And then, again, the whole computer and stuff should be built. I, that makes Spike drop a little bit spicy uh, on Friday, but um, should be a go. So um, stay tuned for that. Otherwise, <laughs> I don't know. Part of me is just kind of like, do we need to just finish out the season and then get back to Spike drop? Because there's just, it's tough mm, to stay up. But, it's a lot, oh, yeah. Also, not a ton going on in terms of Valorant right now. Yeah, we're the, in between the tournament stopping. And yeah. yeah, There's an EU tournament, but... Outside of that, there's there's not a ton going on. Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, uh, doing that. Other than that, big thanks to everybody who hung out today. If you do like the show, want to support, patreon.com slash tacticalcrouch. Leave a sub, twitch.tv slash kicktripod, or just join for the live shows Mondays and Wednesdays at noon Pacific. Uh, and another great free way is leave a five-star iTunes review. Please do. Uh, we love reading those and appreciate them a ton. Other than that, we are out of here. We'll see you probably Friday. Otherwise, for sure, Monday for more Tactical Crouch. Bye.